experiment was a success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program, now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to the broadcast. How are you? Really? Come on. Turn that frown upside down. You know, I know that some days the system and, you know, the world around us doesn't make any sense. I got it. I know it doesn't. No, look, I know it doesn't make any sense. And it seems like we're just getting piled on. And I, I believe we kind of are. You know, we could talk about, I don't know, Donald Trump and Megyn Kelly. We could talk about Fox News. One of the great things was they already uh, they denounced the conspiracy theories of Megyn taking time off because of the Donald Trump thing. Uh, According to a statement from Fox News, uh, the conspiracy theories about Megyn Kelly's vacation rank up there with the UFOs, the moon landing and Elvis being alive. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. So I just got a whole her vacation and Trump all over your network getting loved on. Just a coincidence, right? Okay, I got it. We can talk about Hillary Clinton. You know, is she going to go to jail? She's not going to go to jail. What she did was illegal. Was it right? Was it wrong? It's Hillary Clinton. Is she going to do jail time? <laughs> Good luck that happening. Planned Parenthood, come on. There's already a few states jumping on board to defund them and stop paying them money. Feds, where are you at? Let's go. Let's wrap it up. You know they're doing bad things. It's just evil. So let's let's wrap it up. Target, just trying to kowtow to the politically correct. Come on, Target. Stop it. We got police shootings, racial divides. We can talk about Islam, ISIS. We can talk about the wonders of good the EPA do, does, did, will do in the future. I'm tired of them. Tired of them. You know, one of the things I saw a great post uh, on, uh, I think it was Facebook. Uh, that read, uh, I don't care about your age, weight, sexuality, height, gender, skin color. As long as you respect me, I'll respect you. You know what? That sounds great. And I, I kind of believe that most Americans live by this. Don't you? Really? In your day-to-day life, dealing with people, do you... When you deal with the people, do you care about their age, their weight, their sexuality, their height, their gender, their skin color? Do you? Because I know I don't. At all. Words to live by. There's no doubt about that. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. one 888 900 is the phone number. 
Remember the days. Remember the days when you said, man, if they just had a lawnmower that would mow the lawn on its own. And remember all the videos of the what with you know the guys that we called the uh, you know crazy guys with their remote control lawnmowers. We got the remote control cars, so they had the remote control lawnmowers. And then we got you know everybody was uh, all happy with their Roomba in their house. I love that stupid thing. I mean, if you live in the right kind of house, it's perfect. A lot of layouts of homes it doesn't quite lend itself to, I will say. Uh, But uh, one particular house uh, I lived in, it was great for long hallway, living room and front room kind of all together. It's great. That thing, just turn that thing on and go. Now, the Roomba. The iRobot. They're building the lawnmower. And how many of you are saying, it's about time? Well, I mean, where you been? Well, they've been fighting the FCC. They finally have been granted approval to uh, make their uh, hands-free mowing bot. Now, there's been some people like um, <clears throat> the National Radio Astronomy Observatory. And i got to tell you, I've been radio for a long time. And how come I've never been asked to be a part of the National Radio Astronomy Observatory? They argue that the mower signal would interfere with telescopes. Come on. Stop it. No, people can't have the Roomba lawnmowers. My telescope will be screwed up. I mean, okay. But the FCC said, uh, no. Uh, no, yeah, no, you, you'll be fine. But it's still going to be a while. They still have to uh, explore all kinds of uh, broadband viability and stuff. Come on. You have the technology. We have it. Let's go. The days of having children and watching them be your remote control lawnmower are over. We want the robot lawnmower. Although, now that we have the robots delivering me drinks, I mean, we've got the news of the robots delivering drinks at uh, at bars now, which are, you know, kind of cool. So, uh, kind of, they're getting us used to having robots around. Uh, they'll be our servers. They'll bring us drinks. They'll bring us our appetizers. And, uh, you know, then pretty soon they can mow our lawn. And the iRobot will be gone. So they better hop sing on the iRobot Roomba for the lawn quickly. And it's not going to be as fast as your lawn crew. If you have a, if you have a lawn crew that comes in, they've got, you know, four or five guys and they knock it out. Knock it out. Done and gone looks beautiful. They're gone. Oh, they got, the guys are here to mow the lawn. 15 minutes later, gone, done, beautiful. The uh, iRobot Roomba is not going to be doing that for you. Okay. But the robot pushing the lawnmower. Now that, that'll work for you. So as long as we have the robots, 
that are delivering us drinks and bringing us food, no problem. I want, I'll, I'll take the robot pushing the lawnmower mowing the lawn. Piece of cake. Love it. Do you ride bicycles? Bicyclists? Are you a bicyclist? Bicycles. Because I see them everywhere. And they, they ride in groups. And, you know, I always wanted them to ride on the sidewalks, but then I got into a big fight with a lot of bicyclists. And there's, I, I know one particular person who is a, you know, rides his bike and he wants me to call it their bicyclist. That's how you pronounce it. Okay, whatever. I got you. But then I got into a big fight with a bunch of bicyclists, cyclists, and they, you know, told me they get to ride on the road too. And they, you know, it's for their safety, and they ride in groups, and we're supposed to, you know, let them be okay. Because I always thought, look, we spend millions of dollars on sidewalks. We spend millions of dollars on rounding the curbs and making the curbs flat at the corners. I don't know. Maybe the bike could ride there. But I guess they can ride on the roads. No problem. They don't have to stop the entire red light most of the time, though. Wish someone would give them, you know, maybe an officer could write them a ticket for that. But no, that's okay. I got it. It's fine. You're by. I got it. You don't want us to wait the whole red light. Don't wait the red the whole red light. You're on a bike. I got it. But remember the days when you used to be able when the the drunks, you know, the people that would you know get drunk and lose their driver's license, were able to ride a bike, and you'd say, oh yeah, that's so and so lost his license a couple of years ago, but he just rides his bike now. And you'd see him, you know, struggling once in a while, shaking his little bike back to wherever he lived because he was drunk. And you thought, yep, that's so-and-so. That's the way it is. I mean, they're making it tough for everybody now. Not only when they have the breathalyzer to start your car, if you've been uh, for the DUIs, right? Uh, a lot of people have those. Um, you can't. Your car will not start if you're drunk, and it would. That's it. That's a tough one if you're drunk too. If you're a drinker, man, there's. I know a couple of people that have a little problem with the old breathalyzer on the car. They're begging people to blow into that thing. <laughs> not that that ever happens, because that would be wrong and illegal. But now they have a breathalyzer for a bike lock. So you can't even ride your bike drunk anymore. What does America come to when you can't ride your bike drunk? (laughs) So now you just got to walk, call a car, call Uber. All right. Actually, that's probably a better idea. Just call Uber. All right. Just call Uber. Now. Those of you that have iPhones, I do not. Um, I have a a Samsung, Android. I don't have an iPhone. So I'm not familiar enough to tell you exactly the ins and outs of what the airdrop is. My understanding is is that the airdrop is I can send uh, photos, information, stuff to people on my airdrop list, other iPhone users and other people who have airdrop. So that uh, if you're on my list, 
I can send it to you and you'll get it. Um, also, it's a program that if you're in a crowd, let's say, I'm sure this is with what they thought about when they did this, is if you're in a crowd at a concert, at any kind of speech, an event, you take a picture, you do, do this, you can throw it up to the airdrop, and then other iPhone users who have airdrop and who have opened their service that you may not know each other, but the airdrop is open, will get your airdrop so that they'll, and they can, you know, confirm or deny. You can, they can say, oh, you know, you got an airdrop from what, from, you know, whatever number or however it's tagged and then uh, show you a preview and you can accept or deny. Okay. And, you know, they think that's kind of cool. Well, in London, uh, now we have cyber flashing. <laughs> the British Transport Police currently investigating a strange case of unsolicited thing picks. While commuting to work on a London train, lady in question saw a preview image of a stranger's thing pop up on her iPhone sent via airdrop. Followed by another after she declined to accept the first. So she declined it, said, oh, ah, no, 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 I can't, I don't want to do that. Decline. And he just kept popping them up into airdrop on the train. This is cyber flashing. So it, she declined them. She called the police, and, you know, of course, they kind of have to investigate. It's, a, it's cyber flashing. But since she declined the pictures, there's no digital trail to follow up on. So, but he had to be kind of close, right? I'm not sure what the range is of the airdrop. I mean, I'm probably sure it's, you know, I can't just airdrop something here and have you hope to get it in Pennsylvania, from Texas to Pennsylvania, but within a a close vicinity. So he had to be on the tube or the train. Life in the train age, baby. Cyber flashing. That's good stuff. That is good stuff. And when you think... Of the future, what's the number one thing you think is going to happen that you kind of want to happen, but you don't? You think to yourself, you know, I, it'd be kind of cool. And we've kind of talked about it on this show a couple of times. It'd be kind of cool and you'd just be easier. But on the other hand, you know that it's not really the good thing to do. And that is get chipped. It's coming, you know it is. Well, yes it is. They've been toying with it off and on for quite some time, and now there's a company in Stockholm that has uh, started a program of chipping people who work there. So the employees can use the microchips. It's inserted under their skin, back of their hand. They can go to the gym. They can go shopping. Get in the building, out of the building, work here, access here, access there. Now, it's completely voluntary right now. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 20% of the 250 people who work there are using it because it's a, you know, trial, uh, you know, to kind of see how it feels. I got to tell you, I want to do it bad. Because I'm just tired of you pulling cards out and pulling IDs out. and Dude, that's just boop. 
Okay, we're good. Have a nice day. I'm in. I'm in. I'm out. Boom, boom. Now, on the other end of that, <laughs> somewhere along the line, I was told, that's kind of the mark of the beast. Here we go. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. With Mike Opelka. This week, I want to introduce you to Freedom's Disciple. Jonathan Dunn, the newest member of the Blaze family, joins us. And I'm going to tell you about a record album from Alice Cooper that if you find it, it's worth 500 bucks. But it's got to have the paper panties inside. Join us. Pure Opelka. Saturdays, 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern. On the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Welcome to the broadcast. All right, so I look on uh, my Twitter account, at JeffyMRA. You can follow me there at any time. And I see that, uh, you know, I see from uh, Michael Pelka. Uh, he's preparing for his broadcast coming up immediately after this show. And he tells me, hey, Dingleberry, the, ro- the robotic uh, lawnmower is already here. So I click on it, and it's just, uh, you know, an eBay where to buy it. But it's got to be something different. So I look up some different some different companies have some robotic lawnmowers, and they have their uh, standard remote control uh, systems. And I think, I don't know what the difference, i got to figure out what the difference is. It seems like these are done with the remote control, like a remote control car. And I think the Roombas are going to be a different setup, but I don't know. I mean, these that I'm looking at now from Husqvarna and John Deere and every other darn company doesn't look bad. Doesn't look like it would be such a bad thing. So iRobot and Roomba, you snooze, you lose. Frank in Pennsylvania, you're on the Jeff Fisher program. Hello, sir. Good morning, Jeff. How are you? Fantastic. Hey, um, you were just talking about the um, the the chipping and the mark of the beast thing. Yes. Uh, Glenn, if you remember a couple of months ago, Glenn was going off about a uh, uh, artificial reality thing that he was reading about, mm-hmm. and the the way he described it, um, what. It made me think of the the show that was on only one season. I think Sci-Fi carried it called Caprica. It was a it was the the prequel to Battlestar Galactica when that was a show, and I think it's still available on Netflix. It's a it's one season. But it's really it's really good. Then they canceled it because they're never dedicated to the storyline. But they Caprica. start off. They Go start ahead. off with this uh, artificial reality. Uh, technology that lets you be in a in a you know artificial environment and have experiences and where right. and they take you down that road where it goes and they put it a lot of the the uh, the modern context and uh, it, it it fits our uh, a lot of what's going on with our politics and and society the the way they wrote it I guess they were kind of a little bit ahead of the curve when they when they made that show. Okay, well, uh, Caprica, it was one year. Thanks, Frank. I appreciate the call. And, uh, yes, we have some virtual reality and some alternate realities that are happening right now. 
Um, I just looked it up, Caprica. Well, yes, one year. Uh, and you're right. Uh, it was the, uh, they're calling it uh, the Battles, the Sci Fi Channel series Battlestar Galactica. What? I mean, it did last only a year. So I may have to take a look, but I don't know how good it'll be playing. The Jeff Fisher Show, the Blaze Radio Network. This is the Blaze Radio Network. Plenty of live programming for you all day long. No need for you to go anywhere else. Pure Opelka, Michael Pelka coming up right after this broadcast. Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, Andrew WK right after Michael Pelka this morning. I mean, hello. The Blaze Radio Network all day live just for you. And the Opelka giveaway today, I'm not real sure what that is. Uh, it very well may be. Uh, the Michael Pelka bear suit. And I've got a story coming up that will... <laughs> I have no idea. I don't know what he's giving away today. <laughs> I didn't get sent the memo, and so I, you know, I'm just guessing. I mean, it's possible it could be the stunt brain bear suit. Possible. I don't know. But, you know, a lot of people would wear it. Plus, I'm being told, okay, the remote control, I don't know what got us, uh, the iRobot from Roomba for mowing the lawn. All right, so the remote, the remote, the hands-free, I should say, the lawnmowers now uh, are like the little doggy wires. You put bury the wire in your, around the yard, the, uh, you know, your barrier, your, your, Yard line, and you turn it on, it goes to the line, turns around, goes back to the other line. Okay. Your property line. Okay, got it. That's not what the iRobot people are doing. Plus, you can get a, a, a remote control for those for those hard-to-reach areas. Now, the iRobot people, I believe, are using it so that you can program it so that it goes, you know, say 10 feet, 20 feet, or whatever, and then you don't need those wires. That's my understanding. Okay. And you know what's better. I don't know. You ever try to take a shopping cart off a grocery store parking lot that's got those things buried? So it might be a good idea to bury the wires. Right? Ms. Pot. Right? Yes, of course. Now, you ever ask yourself these questions? Have you found yourself to be increasingly critical or cynical about your job? Do you have feelings of dread about going to work? Do you find it difficult to stay productive and focus on your job? Are you easily irritable or constantly exhausted? Do you spend most of your time at work bored or overwhelmed? Do you find yourself impatient and snapping at others? Do you feel that you're under an unhealthy amount of pressure? Are you noticing that Job satisfaction is practically non-existent. Do you feel a lack of control at work? Do the requirements of your job seem confusing or overwhelming? 
Are you using food, alcohol, or drugs to cope with the stress from your job? Has your appetite or sleep schedule dramatically changed? Are you often experiencing negative physical symptoms like headaches, backaches, or digestive issues? If you find yourself answering yes to many of these questions, there is a chance you're approaching or experiencing job burnout. Now, some of these symptoms also are connected to depression and other health issues, so it's important to talk to your doctor or therapist if you experience these. So if you're experiencing those, I love that's the disclaimer at the end. I love the disclaimers, even in an article. Some of these symptoms are also connected with depression and other health issues, so it's important to talk to your doctor or therapist if you experience these. We got it. If you find yourself getting job burnout, maybe you step back a little bit. Take a break. Right? I mean, we've already got, we've already got people telling us that the millennials, whoever they are, employers are fed up with them because... They don't. The employers don't want to be parents to the millennials. They seem to have the anti-work attitude, and uh, they want the employer to be responsible for their happiness. So, if that's the case, perhaps you're feeling a little bit of that job burnout. If you don't feel like working all the time because you feel you're just, you know things are meant to just be given handed to you. It isn't the employer's fault if you're, you know, not happy. Maybe you should do something else. And they don't want to be your parents either. And I'm guessing that most of the people, if they're in this kind of issue with their job and their employers and their coworkers, our parents probably didn't want to be their parents either. That's just a thought. Just a thought from me. I saw an article about the book by Roger Ailes. You Are the Message is the book. Now, you can say what you want about Roger Ailes, but these 10 things that he has a list, uh, he talks about uh, the 10 most common communication problems that apply to speakers, Executives, leaders of all kinds, and this—a lot of these—you think, well, Roger is talking about you know television. He's the head of Fox, and he's talking about you know Fox TV. But really, when you go down the list, and he's right, it's uh, speakers, executives, and leaders of all kind. Uh, if you use these, at least practice them some, you will help you become a better communicator, and perhaps. A little bit less of that job burnout we discussed. Lack of initial rapport with listeners. Stiffness or woodness in use of the body. Woodenness. Stiffness or woodenness in the use of the body. Presentation of material is intellectually oriented. Speaker forgets to involve the audience emotionally. Speaker seems uncomfortable because of fear of failure. Poor use of eye contact and facial expression. Lack of humor. 
Speech direction and intent is unclear due to improper preparation. Inability to use silence for impact. Lack of energy causing inappropriate pitch pattern, speech rate, and volume. And number 10, use of boring language and lack of interesting material. Do you remember those 10 things and you think, okay, well, that, that works. That seems to make sense for almost any business that will help you kick those job burnout ales. Oh, those, I hate those job burnouts. And remember that if you've went down the job burnout list and felt some of those, some of these symptoms are also connected to depression and other health issues. So it's important to talk to your doctor or therapist if you experience any of them. Let's remember that, okay? And by the way, uh, Capra, the television show that we uh, that Frank was mentioning, was only one season, 18 episodes. And it was the spinoff to Battlestar Galactica, set 50 years prior to the events of Battlestar Galactica. So the two families, the Greystones and the Atomus, lived together on a peaceful planet known as Caprica, where a startling breakthrough in artificial intelligence brings about unforeseen consequences. And it doesn't look like it's up on Netflix yet, or maybe it was and went away. But uh, you still catch it. Amazon, or there's some episodes you could catch. By gosh, if you go to the IMDb page, just click on play. Caprica. It's 2009, so it was about five or six years ago, right? He's good to go. Yeah. All right, welcome to the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. You can tweet me, Jeffy MRA, Facebook me, Jeffrey Fisher, Instagram me, Vine me. My wife is big on the uh, Periscope now. I have not downloaded the Periscope app yet, but uh, everybody's... Why don't you Periscope? It's a Periscope. It's going to be Periscope. Okay. Really? Do I have to videotape, video everything I do in life? Why, yes, that's the way it is, Jeff. That's the way it is today, okay? Fishbowl mentality. Okay. So you can you know just follow my wife and then you can click some of our because I'll be around probably many of those periscopes from her. So I'm putting my foot down. I'm not doing periscope until someone says you know you really ought to just do periscope here. It'd be kind of cool. Like maybe I don't know in Birmingham, Alabama on eight twenty eight when we're there for Mercury One. So just go to mercuryone.org. Get your tickets if you haven't already and join us in Birmingham. A couple weeks away now. We'll be there. Why don't you come? There's more things to do than you really can imagine in Birmingham. It's kind of strange. I keep hearing every time I I walk by my wife, oh, there's this to do too. We can go do this. We're not going to have time to do all of that. We're not taking a, you know, a week vacation in Birmingham. We'll be there for a couple of days. So if you want to go. For more than just a couple of days, there's plenty to do, plenty to see. Plus, you can join us for our events. Mercury1.org, 828. Join us, okay? Don't look at me like that. You'll be there. It's Birmingham, Alabama. It's time to come together. 
You heard me. This is The Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. So I'm looking uh, at my uh, Facebook uh, page, and uh, one of the posts are uh, talking about uh, the post is, this came crawling down my face. And if I wasn't screaming like a child, I would have gotten a picture. Uh, But it disappeared, and I'm going on Resident Evil alert now. This could be possibly my favorite quote of at least the day and possibly the week. Three inches doesn't seem like a huge thing until it's in your face. You can just take that with you today, compliments of me and my Facebook timeline. Three inches doesn't seem like a huge thing until it's in your face. You just go with it. Just write your own jokes. Okay. I've already got like five or six of them, maybe more. So I'm sure you can come up with your own. But it reminded me, and it's a beetle. It does, it's not a spider, but I, you know, oh my gosh, I wouldn't want that thing crawling around me. But do you ever have, do you ever wake up with something like that crawling across you? I was in a hotel room in, <laughs> I was in a hotel room in South Carolina, Columbia, South Carolina, home of the South Carolina Gamecocks. And we were there for, uh, what was I there for? Some kind of class on, um, uh, Oh, and some kind of Amber Alert class. University was putting on some Amber Alert class. What constitutes it? All that kind of stuff. Anyway, with the for news and everything else. And uh, it was a day conference or something there from the... Anyway, we're at the hotel. Columbia, South Carolina. Laying down. Comfy. Almost asleep. Don't have any, you know, I didn't pull the blankets up yet. I'm just kind of laying there and I feel what I know is a cockroach crawling across. Comes, you know, up one arm, down the other arm, between, up the body, across the body, down the body, on the bed, up the other arm, across the bed. And I mean, Half asleep, freak out mode. I am wide awake, jumping out of bed. I will, I am on hunt this roach down and murder it immediately. Okay, I didn't have a name for it. I didn't, I don't know if it was Cecil the cockroach, but I'm telling you, it's going to die. It's like one and two o'clock in the morning. I'm wide awake. We're finding, we're hunting it down. I'm moving the chair. I'm slab flipping up blankets. I'm flipping up sheets. I'm going behind the dressers. I'm down. I will find this thing. And I finally, as I slide the corner table with the light back, I see a little movement. I think that's it. So I slide the table slowly back to the left. And then there it is. Down the corner, back toward the other side of the room. And I scramble, push the chair. I finally, oh, yes, he stopped. Cecil, 
the cockroach stopped just before the corner, just before the one front corner by the window of the South Carolina hotel room. I took slowly, reached across to my where my shoe was. Slammed that son of a gun. I bet you a thousand times, but it's probably only like three or four. And yes, Cecil the cockroach was dead. Now, there was no more sleeping in uh, Columbia, South Carolina after that. I was wide awake, so I might as well just get dressed and go for a little walk around Columbia for a couple hours till everybody else gets up and get ready to go back to Florida. But I'm told later I find out Columbia, South Carolina is like the hometown to cockroaches. I wish I'd known that before I got all freaked out in the middle of the night with one of those bad boys crawling across me. But that one won't do it again. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Success. Begin Life Force Reboot Program now. Stand clear. Life signs stable. It's alive. Set it loose. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome to it. Thank you so much for being a part of The Blaze and The Blaze Radio Network. I am going through this story. It's ongoing uh, here in Texas. And I don't know if you've heard about it or not. I didn't hear about it until just a little bit ago. And it is unbelievable. So let's learn about it together, shall we? It is unbelievable. The mother, Claire, was sick and had to spend three days in the hospital. Her attack of pancreatitis paled in comparison to what happened next. CPS came and took her children, all 11 of them. Because, and I put in quotation marks, well-meaning, end quotation, couple, members of her oldest son's former youth group, didn't think that the 16- and 14-year-olds could handle babysitting their siblings while their dad took the baby to the hospital to visit his wife. The children returned after a few days because the removal was reportedly illegal. Yeah, the removal happened because... The sitting judge in Plano, Texas, denied it and said, "Uh, no, you're not taking the kids. The sitting judge then went on vacation, and they went back to the vacationing judge who okayed it. And then they didn't go to the attorneys. They didn't do anything else. And so then, you know, they have to return the kids. But we'll get to that. Not that CPS was trying to do anything underhanded or anything. I'm sure it was all for the safety of the children. But now they have 
all kinds of things they have to follow through the court and CPS. If they fail to comply with these services, they risk their children being removed from their home again. They're trying to come after our homeschooling as they can't find any other reason for removal. Okay? And they want her to discontinue breastfeeding the three-month-old baby. They have to move out of their house. This is still ongoing. I believe they've already moved to a new house. Uh, Because the police uh, decided to call the landlord because uh, he thought that they were violating their lease for some reason. Huh. I don't understand why, but they were no lease violations were found, but the landlord evicted them anyway. Hey, we're not going to renew your lease. Now you got to find someplace else to live. Don't worry about it. Now, Marshall and Patty Parker, those are the well-meaning couple that reported them, uh, were members of a church where their oldest, Will, formally attended. But he didn't attend, he didn't go there anymore. He stopped going there. Okay? As they testified in their affidavits, they, after allegedly coming to the house to bring food, they called CPS on the family. The children are left at home alone. And although the eldest is 16, being in charge of children as young as two and as many as nine is well beyond his capabilities. Um, he, I know how to do some things they can. Apparently it makes it wrong for me to do it. I've grown up in a big family. I know how this works. I know how to work with them. I was able to care for them just fine. They're hungry. You feed them. Huh. Now, the other allegation by the Parkers is a social worker, the the house was messy. Oh, my gosh, the horror. Do you mean to tell me that the mom is in the hospital and the children are at home, the dad is worried about the mom and taking care of the very little baby, okay, and the other 10 children, 9 or 10 children, have the house messy? <sighs> Apparently, the CPS came and they were only able to see into her twin girl's room. Um, I got to tell you, I have, I do not have twin girls. I have an eight-year-old girl. Uh, She now seems to be taking up more than one room of the house for whatever reason. I'm not sure. She somehow thinks that her bedroom is now spread out into other rooms. But... uh, Yeah, I would say that, uh, you know, if you were to look in, you would consider it (laughs) a mess of a hurricane. Uh, Yeah, you would consider that. So I wouldn't want anybody looking through there and just taking it at face value. Okay. Now. The 16 year old, this is this is kind of this is kind of fun with the 16-year-old who was supposed to be who was supposed to be watching the kids. Uh, they told him, uh, look, the CPS were coming to remove the children. Uh, look, we're coming to remove the kids. So the parents grabbed their children, prayed, told them we loved them. The 16-year-old said, uh, I'd heard all these kind of stories about foster homes. I'm not about to be taken by social services. So he goes to his room to get his shoes, and in the time he's in his room, CPS arrived to take the children. He grabs his longboard, 
goes out to the back gate. It's locked. So he walked through the house. He just walked through the house. Three or four police officers out front, some social workers, as the children were being herded out of the house. He tipped his hat, said hello, hopped on his board. I rolled away. He took one look back toward the house and some of the social workers looked right at him. He said, now they said they claimed they didn't see him. Of course they didn't stuff. Why not see him? What do you mean? Spent the next couple of hours in and out of buildings. Bush just trying to escape him. Went back home, but a car was driving through the neighborhood. Chased him away. He figured it was still a social worker. Now the 16-year-old, he was gone for a week. He only came back after the other children were allowed to come home. All right? He says his parents didn't know where he was. Uh, you know, uh, who knows? Uh, apparently, the, he got word to him where he was. I don't know. But he says they didn't know. But it is kind of funny that the teen that couldn't take care of the kids stayed away for a week on his own and walked right out the door in front of all you, and you let him go. But he couldn't take care of the rest of his family, his siblings. Kind of weird, isn't it? Now, here's some of the list. Get this. Extent, the list of services demanded by CPS. Intensive parenting classes. Parents must show comprehension of each child and his or her independent needs. Shall allow the guardian ad litem and attorney ad litem to have unlimited, uninterrupted private access to all children and encourage child participation in or out of the home. Parents are required to notify CPS within 24 hours of any medical appointment for the children. CPS workers may attend the appointments. Psychological evaluations for the children. Early childhood intervention evaluation for their daughter for their daughter Sunday. Evaluation and treatment for scabies within 48 hours of the order of their daughter Cora when her own doctor examined her. He found she had mosquito bites, not scabies. Uh, CPS accused her of having medical diagnosis, bite of non-venomous anthrop, anthro, anthropob. Are you kidding me? Tuberculosis testing for their daughters. Follow-up appointment within 48 hours of the order for baby Enoch with a pediatrician. Parents required to email weight and blood test results to CPS if no one associated with CPS attends the appointment. Medical physicals within 15 days of the order. The parents must follow all recommendations of the medical professionals whether they agree or not. Inform... Parents must follow all recommendations of the medical professionals, whether they agree or not. Inform CPS of any persons besides the parents babysitting the children, providing detailed information on the babysitter. Shall allow the department, guardian ad litem, and attorney ad litem to inspect any parts of the house without parental interference. And more, including demands which impact the Remus family choices to homeschool and breastfeed. Let's remember that homeschools in Texas... Private schools, not regulated, no requirements, teacher certification, curriculum approval. However, part of the court ruling, developmental 
developmental assessments to assist the parents for future educational needs and in determining what agencies, churches, homeschool co-ops, or networks each child may need. Provide CPS a list of all homeschool curriculum, workbooks, and login information for the GALs so that they may look to see if the children are in fact logging in within 10 days of this order or curriculum using now. Note, it is summer. Most children are not doing school currently. Must join a homeschooling network and provide information about it by August 4th. Uh, this is unbelievable. This family in Plano, Texas is being real. I, I This is government out of control. Now, I know it's still going on because we saw I saw a video of the CPS still there to visit the children and the house, and they were pissed that someone was videotaping them. Uh, really mad. Of course they were. And they were saying that they were there to talk to the children, and they were asked who would be watching the children, and the CPS worker said, I would. I'm going to be alone with your children, and I'm the one that will be responsible, so no one is monitoring them. Government out of control. The Rembus family... Needs help. Now, I know they have a, a fund me page that they were talking about. And when I find it in this story that I had in front of me, and now that I don't have it, why don't I have it in front of me? I was going to tell you what it is. I will post it on my Twitter page, at JeffyMRA, and I will post it on my Facebook page, Jeffrey Fisher. On this story also, remember, Texas Baptist Home failed to protect foster kids from sexual abuse. 12,000 children from foster care sue state of Texas over abuses. Huh. But they still get money, though, if they're foster homes, so let's not forget that. This is the Texas government out of, well, the CPS. I mean, that's more uh, fed than state, I think. But I'm going to actually look into this a little bit more. Here we go. Just go to the Facebook page of the Rembus family, the the R-E-M-B-I-S family on their Facebook page. And they will have the link there of what's going on. You'll be able to see this story and more and more of what's going on with them. It is unbelievable that... This could happen. And, it, you know, we tell you little stories about maybe a kid here or a kid there. Here's 9, 10, 11 kids being railroaded with two parents. The mom's saying they should be able to do what they want with their family. And it's unbelievable that this still holds up. And more and more, instead of saying, in America, this happens in America, we take for granted that it takes it takes place in america what i keep hearing more and more of that i don't like is that i keep hearing and this is in texas yeah it's bleeding into texas too you're listening to the jeff fisher show the blaze radio network
This is the Jeff Fisher Show. It is 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Uh... I have the audio from the video that I saw last night on uh, on Facebook from the family here in Plano uh, that uh, had their children taken away and back home, and they're still dealing with a huge amount of problems from CPS. And when they were there, this video shows exactly what I was talking about uh, with the attorney and the ad litem saying, well, I'm here to protect the children. Let's hear that. Okay, hold on, hold on. Wait, hold on. I got the court order right here. It's been revised. If you read what's in italics here, and you can go over it yourself. Amazing. New order. We haven't altered this in any way. I am not the department. There is an on. Okay. I'll pull it up and we can read it together. Okay. She's going to pull it up on her phone. It's great. Okay, it's it's in the same paragraph where it's talking about the guardian ad litem. That is unbelievable. You have to do that. However, the recording shall be done by a recording device on a tripod. At a tripod. It is not. We are not the department. We are not with the department. All right, you can shut this off. That was the argument. And I know that it goes on to talk about her protecting the kids. But she's pissed. This is being recorded. And they're saying it says right here. Uh, we got it. We can record anything we want on a tripod. We can do what we want. That's with the department. I'm not with the department. I'm with, I'm this. I'm that. Everybody's separate. It's maddening. Uh, Roz in Ohio is on the phone. Roz, hello. How Good are morning, you? my Jeffy. Hey, how are you? Now, you're familiar with this case? Yes, I actually was talking to the advocates in Texas when this went down. Jeff, I am telling you, as an 18-year advocate, this is not uncommon. <laughs> the problem is... Uh. Only 4% of children in the U.S. are involved with children's services. So we can't get attention to the issue. When children's services steps in, this all, we're here to protect the children, steps in. And with Obamacare, these agencies get even broader authority. Actually, under Obamacare, they can go to a neighborhood and knock door-to-door and do well checks on children. Really? Yes. Now, you remember the young lady in Connecticut. I do. Okay, I tried to get everybody's attention at that time. (laughs) But that is not uncommon. What you need to do, and, and I have something to say about the people who turn them in. Yes, go. You hypocrites. <laughs> I have been telling churches that it's their job to step up. If there's a problem, thank the you. In the church, it's their job to step up. They need to take in the children if there is a true problem. My question is, why aren't pastors stepping up and being at the houses when these people show up? After 18 years, the horror stories I have heard and the attacks on Christians for their belief is unbelievable. I've been fighting children's services across the country and helping families for 18 years, Jeff. 18 years. 
That's, I mean, great. That's great. Thank you. I mean, that's wonderful. I appreciate it. Here's what people need to do. Oh, boy. You're going to make us do something? Yeah. People have to do something, Jeff. Okay. Okay. I'm just teasing. Before it hits their house. Okay? Before it hits their house. Okay, so I've, I've got one minute, and the, the main focus of what you're telling me is to make sure that you're talking to your representative in your state to, to do what? Tell them to do what? The change is made. I want you to understand something. Do you know who CPS's um, attorney is that's backing them and doing this? I do not. Your attorney general's office. Oh, okay. You're okay. For whatever state it is, right. From whatever state it is, it's the Attorney General's office who does this. Get in there. Get involved. Roz, uh, I got to go. I'm up against the clock. Thank you very much. Please uh, stay in touch. I want to know. Uh, I want to know a little bit more about what is going on with these cases. Um, the Blaze Radio Network, Jeff Fisher Show. So much more to come. You heard her. You heard her. Call your state rep. Change the CPS laws. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Show. Well, welcome to it. 888-900-3393 is the phone number. Michael Pelka, Pure Opelka coming up immediately following this broadcast. And I'm not promising anything, but you might have the opportunity to win a stunt brain bear suit. So you can just wear that out and be a proud member of society and wear your stunt brain bear suit. I mean, who doesn't want that, really? And then uh, Andrew WK, Chris Salcedo, Mike Slater, Joe Pags, all right here on the Blaze Radio Network, all on Saturday. And then, of course, there's new downloads and podcasts at uh, theblaze.com slash radio all the time. Uh, plenty of new hosts. Uh, Sheriff Clark. Uh, I mean, I just I, he's the first one that comes to my Rabbi Lappin. Uh and there's a bunch more. Why do I have to name them? Why do I? Why do I have to name them all and do all the work? Go there, look at them, download them, listen to them, take them with you. <laughs> why do I have to do all the work for you? My gosh, I'm telling you, Jim in Florida, you are on the Blaze Radio Network. Hello. Yeah, uh, as someone who's lost two loved ones to illegal aliens, I just wanted to uh, touch bases with you and let you know that uh, your Saturday should start off well, knowing. The Department of Homeland Security is bussing up to North Carolina hundreds and hundreds of illegal alien Somalis from North Africa and the Sahara area. Now, uh, your guess is as good as mine what they're going to do for work. Well, you break. First of all, Jim, I, Jim, slow down for just a second. Your phone is breaking up, so I can, I'm getting bits and pieces of what you're telling me. So I'm trying to guess what you're telling me. Uh, I'm trying to make out that I, they're taking a busload of Somalians that are illegal aliens. Somalians. Okay. Up to North Dakota. Up to North Dakota. Yeah, and 
there are people from the Sahara area and North Africa, and they're probably up in North Dakota by now. I got to tell you, if I'm from Somalia and I and I run into this country and I say, uh, we're going to send you to uh, North Dakota, I might be willing to go back. I don't know that I'm that angry if we're shipping Somalians to North Dakota. I don't want to go to North Dakota. Oh, you got to be kidding I, me. No, I'm not. I am kidding you. I understand why you're upset. And what 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 uh, you started the phone call with um bad news about your family. What happened? Yeah, I've only lost two loved ones to illegals real quick. Uh it's just words. But I'll spare well, it's not you just words. Yeah, yeah, I'll spare you what happened when I got to work that morning in 1980 and was told that my best friend, Davey, was on life support uh, due to an illegal alien the night before running a red light and hitting my friend head on. Killed Davey. And then three months later, my lifelong friend, God rest his soul, lost his four-month-old baby, Carlos, in November 1980. North of L.A., between L.A. and Lake Isabella, right up around Magic Mountain. A drunk right. illegal hit them head-on. Four-month-old baby Carlos was decapitated right there. And, you know, that's just a story. I could tell you about the scene right there when Donna, who was nursing the baby, uh, was just not herself and Hammer, my friend, was slapping her in the face trying to bring her around. We can move to the emergency room where where Donna was absolutely just, it was, I don't have the words for it, okay? And all the nurses and the doctors from other rooms came over to that room to see what it was. And that is, that story's being told. We lost, we had a family of four massacred last, what, two nights ago in Florida. You read it, but put yourself where the loved one is who's hearing that news. I know. And you'll hate these illegals. You'll hate them and you'll hate those who import them. Uh, I could go on. I could tell you about uh, north of San Diego, Escondido, at the sunset off-ramp. The Sunset Off-Ramp, there's a Union 76 gas station there out in front, loaded with illegals for day labor. In the bathroom, I went in to use it, and it smelled like solid body waste. And I'm wondering, you know, the, the sink, the, the toilet bowl is empty. I looked in the trash can, that's where their toilet paper is. Wow. See? So it's certainly not a good situation that you and I are dealing with here, pal. Not no, it is good not. at all. I, I pres- what, what would be your answer, Jim? Well, you build, I like Trump, build a damn wall. It's simple. Build the wall and put the National Guard along there, fire blanks above their heads. That's what Soviet Union did to protect their embassy in in Iran in 19, uh, I think it was 79. They tried, Iranians tried to take uh, the Soviet embassy. Soviets fired bullets over their head, and they, they went away and went over and took ours. So 
we are at the point now where in this country where our very identity is at stake and Washington DC does not have you or me in this argument. Okay. You've got these politicians reelect me, I'll set you one eye on you and it blinks and the other eyes on reelection. So I uh, and I I really the only dog in this fight I have well I wanna keep my guy out of it. But uh uh, illegals, I, I could go on. I'm from L.A., born and raised. Okay, I believe right. Simply because after uh, the Rodney in, in, uh, Yeah, you're breaking up. I'm losing you. I'm sorry, Jim. I'm going to let you go because I, I keep you breaking up. There's some kind of weird connection happening with your phone and I lost you. I'm sure you could go on. And I was actually willing to let you. Um, and as far as being with Trump and building the wall, I'm pretty sure we mandated uh, a while ago that that wall should have been built. And then it, uh, you know, it just isn't and hasn't been. Uh, so, you know, it's not all just Donald Trump. Although, you know, I mean, I know the great Donald Trump would get it done. Make Mexico pay for it. I got it. Even though they say they wouldn't. <laughs> That's silly. Why would it's because they said they wouldn't. I mean, you just make them do it, right? Uh, right. Right. I guess he'd probably stop having a suit made in Mexico and suits made in China. I don't want us to get started on Donald Trump. Don't. Jim, you almost pushed me there. Now, I was looking at this map before. I, speaking of China, we'll get to the explosions in China, too. Wow. Right? Wow. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But I was looking at the map of uh, states with the highest immigrant populations, California, New York, Texas, Florida. Great. Um, And uh, when he he talked about Somalia going to North Dakota, the two biggest states with Somalians, Maine and Minnesota. Wow. Wow. And, and I almost wasn't joking. I mean, it's almost like, say, I mean, you come from Somalia? We're going to send you to Maine? We're going to send you to Minnesota? I mean, that's almost prison. I know that it isn't. It's a joke, okay? I got it. But, man, it's a, quite a shock to the to the body. This should be a shock to me. I wouldn't want to go there. Okay, China. Now I don't want to talk about the air pollution that's killing 4,000 people, but we have to worry about how much coal we use. I don't want to talk about that. That'd be stupid. <laughs> Please. I want to talk about the explosions in China. Now, the uh, there's, I guess, there's reported 85 deaths so far. Uh, they a, a man was found 50 meters from the blast core. And the Chinese authorities have now ordered evacuation of residents within three kilometers of uh, radius of the blast site uh, because of uh, chemical contamination. They're worried about sodium cyanide in the air. At least that's the reports we're getting. Um, Some of the pictures were really unbelievable. It's a port city. And, you know, it showed the parking lot, uh, the lot of all the cars, uh, you know, blown out, singed, burned. 
and it showed a pile. I saw one video of a pile of uh, cargo containers that that's where they're saying the chemicals were uh, in the in these cargo containers. Uh, but now they're saying that uh, the sodium cyanide is in the air, and part of that is what made the blast. Right, so uh, the highly poisonous gas hydrogen cyanide, which turns into from as it goes, but they're saying that this all these uh, chemicals were in this area, and who knows? I mean, that's what we're getting from China, right? I mean, I, I watched one video that I thought I found fascinating. We would never put up with it. Uh, while you know we're saying we're still we still try to cover ourselves here in this country by saying oh, that's what state media in China is telling us. Those are the reports we're getting from the state media in China. Like we're like they're doubting what they're getting. But we feel the same way about your reporting here, American news people. So, you know, your whole who, what, where, why, when situation here in America is a little bit off, too. Okay, we don't know that we buy that from you either. Okay. I mean, I'd like to. I'd like to trust that our American media would actually begin with their who, what, where, why, when. You could even add maybe a how in there. The five W's, and, you know, a how. Maybe get the story right. I'd like to see that maybe in the stories instead of my opinion. Maybe you just ask the questions and give me the facts. But that's you know neither here nor there. But I saw the one video in uh, from China. And it goes around, it shows one link uh, around one area, and it shows a pile of uh, cargo containers and some cars and a little fire still going off. Now, there's some drone footage out that you can see, some different areas. Uh, you know, and I don't know what all is, uh, you know, anonymous is letting out and then what all the state video is letting out. But it would be, it's fascinating to see, and it really did look like some uh, war zone. Uh, so, I mean, it's dangerous. I'm sure you look. Uh, could that happen here in the U.S.? Absolutely. Chemicals blow up all the time, right? I mean, we had a chemical plant in Texas uh, with a slight explosion yesterday or the day before. But when I'm sure that in these cargo containers, without some extra safety precautions because it's China, uh, you know, then the unthinkable happens because of safety isn't being taken. So maybe we send CPS over to China and maybe they could just work the whole thing out. This is the Jeff Fisher Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Talk to a man who donned a fairly realistic bear costume, head and all, wore it, then harassed a mother bear and two cubs trying to feed on pink salmon. I would someone, I mean, that just makes, if you're having fun doing that. Anyway, the man began to jump up and down and got close to the cubs within five to ten feet. Alaska Fish and Game Technician. Uh, moved in, moved the sow and the tube cubs away and tried to talk to the man. And 
<laughs> now the man, this is this is another government man working for the you know the Alaska fishing game technician. He says it's out of my normal duties to talk to the man. No, it's not. All right, it, uh, that 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 pisses me off. But the, the man refused to identify himself. Ah, hey, you got my license plate. Figure it out, okay? So what if I'm wearing a bear suit that's going to be given away on Mike Opelka's show right after the Jeff Fisher show on the Blaze Radio Network Saturday? So what? Figure it out. Okay? Well, my favorite part of the story, well, it soon, it just became my favorite part of the story of the man who worked for Alaska Fish and Game Technician saying, uh, it's out of my, I usually don't do that. That's somebody else's job. Oh. Oh, okay. You're just here to count the fish. That's what you do. That's all you do. That's government gone, gone awry right there. But in the story, um, this is not the first time we've encountered a man in a bear suit. Nice. Nice. Spokeswoman for the uh, troopers, uh, Megan Peters, uh, this is not the first time we've encountered a man in a bear suit. The other incident of a man in a bear suit came during the forest fair of Gir- Girdwood, just south of Anchorage a few years back. That man's arrest was captured on film for the now-canceled Alaska State Troopers reality TV show. So maybe he's out. Maybe he's out. He did a new one. He was hoping that all the people there uh, filming the the mama bear and the cub bears feeding on salmon would make it to YouTube. Man in a bear suit. Sad. <sighs> Thanks a lot for being here today. Michael Pelka. Puro Pelka coming up right after this broadcast. Anybody uh, anybody tell you you look good today? No? Well, you do. I mean, you look great. I mean that. You do. Except, I mean, you're not really going to wear that all day, are you? Ooh. This is the Jeff Fisher Show. Only on the Blaze Radio Network.